Two men in a six-pack starts in three, two, one. Welcome to Men and a Six-Pack listeners. We're getting to you a little late this week. It's uh, Wednesday night. We're recording. We have this thing called Life going on, and we were just unable to get uh, this thing recorded Sunday night because we uh, were observing Mother's Day. Uh, and then just, just other things going on Monday night and Tuesday night. So Wednesday night, uh, we're getting this done. We're going to pretend like it's Tuesday night because uh, some of the things that we have going on with the... the uh, dating sports and stuff like that so trevor you ready to get going let's do it all right here we go so this day in sports we're so we're saying it's tuesday may 15th 1973 on tuesday may 15th nolan ryan of the california angels pitched his first no hitter uh, ryan had has a total of seven in his career that's three more than any other pitcher out there he brought the heat 1991, the Boston Red Sox and Chicago White Sox play a game for four hours and 11 minutes, setting a new record for the longest 90 game ever played at that time. The new record now, by the way, is uh, four hours and 45 minutes. That was a 2006 Boston, New York, Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees game. It's torture. Four hours and 45 minutes. It's torture. Think about what all you could do in four hours and 45 minutes. Literally, my wife's family lives in Wilkesboro. My wife's mom lives in Wilkesboro. I can drive from Jacksonville to Wilkesboro, almost in the mountains, in four hours and 45 minutes. That's too long. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, those are the only two today in sports things that we're going to have. We are going to have this born this day in sports because I thought this, this was kind of cool. 1953, George Brett, who played for the Kansas City Royals, a great third baseman. 1969, Emmett Smith. Dallas Cowboys. Game changer. He changed the game. And how about this? 1975, Ray Lewis, Baltimore Raven linebacker. He was a game changer. Murdered the game. Murdered the game. Yeah. Literally (laughs) literally murdered the game. So, all right. Now we're going to move on to the serious stuff. We're going to start talking, obviously, NBA. Let's talk the conference finals. We're going to kind of give you a a couple game preview here. Golden State and Houston. Golden State's up 1 0. Game two is tonight in Houston. Give me your thoughts. Game one was awesome. I mean, it was it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until what, like eight minutes left in the fourth, and they and uh, Golden State slowly started pulling away. That was awesome. It was very much. It was very intense. The one thing I noticed differently, and we'll talk about the the Cleveland Boston game next uh, or series next. The Golden State Houston series was extremely intense. Especially in the first sixty-five odd seconds, when first five seconds, the legitimately, and we're going to talk a lot. You're going to hear this name a lot. Legitimately, the dirtiest player in the NBA. I, I don't care if people say he's he plays hard, he plays physical, he does this and that. Draymond Green is legitimately to me the dirtiest player in the NBA. There's there's two different. There's a way. There, uh, how do you say it? Everyone says he plays dirty. He can. Uh, there's a way to play tough without playing without playing dirty. You don't kick guys. He what he he kicked uh, what's his name from Oklahoma Thunder last year? Just kicked him right in the balls. Just yeah. boom. It was Stephen Adams. Stephen it? Adams. I, I yeah. can't think of his name. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Adams. Multiple well, incidents. He, he hit or he hit Harden in right around the throat. Yeah. For no, I mean Harden made a basket. Harden was trying to drop back on defense, and they collided. And I guess 
He thought that Harden should move, and Harden wasn't going to move, so he threw him a he just kind of hit him. I mean, he elbowed him. I mean, yeah. I mean, anyway, okay. But I, I would agree. Very on intense. That. Okay, let's talk about, and I know you're going to love this, Cleveland-Boston. Boston is up 2-0. Game three is Saturday in Cleveland. Go ahead and give me your analysis on the first two games of that series. Well, if I recall what I said, I, th- I said I think I thought Boston would steal one or two. Uh, maybe these are the two that are going to steal and Cleveland's going to come back, but I highly, highly yeah. doubt that. LeBron did all he could do last night. Yeah. 42-12-10. Now, I'm going to tell you this. When he took the shot to the head – off Tatum in the second quarter, mm-hmm. I didn't think he pull, he. I don't know if he had a concussion. He went through. I mean, they said it was a neck strain. Yeah, he didn't seem to be the same player. That after was he came back. that was a real shot to the head. That was. I'm not discounting that no, at all. I mean, the dude's six eight, two sixty. I mean, any if that would have been me or you, my my butt would have gone down. I'd still be laying there. Yeah, I would be too. I mean, I'm <laughs> like my might be an ICU. Right <laughs> so anyway. Um, no, I mean he is doing all he can do. Yeah, I mean I just I don't know. I mean, and we're going and we'll talk about it. You know, I've actually got a question about this coming up. So before before I, before I ask you that question, let's go back to Draymond Green. How big of a thud or crybaby is Draymond Green? He take, it's, it's like a ten. He thinks everything is so personal. I know, I know, and I know he's into the game. Like him and Rondo going back and forth, those little tiny little like pushes and shoves, but. Uh, Aaron Baines and uh, who was it that tied up last night? Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Yeah. Was it Tristan Thompson? No, it was Kevin Love. They tied up. They held the jump ball. ball. Yeah, jump ball. Um, I mean, they went to the ground hard, just fighting back and forth, back and forth. Nothing dirty. They and were they just got, into it. Yeah, and they got done, and they got up. And they got up, and that was it. What amazed me is that after the technical, literally the first next quarter and a half, which was basically the rest of the first quarter, second quarter, he was bit, bitching and moaning to the refs. Just yapping the, yapping whole, the whole time. time. I know. The whole time. Any other player, if they hadn't given him a technical, right. they would have given him one. Right. The only reason they didn't give him that second technical, the only reason they didn't give him a technical when he was complaining was because they would already given him one. Right. And they didn't want to throw him out of the game. Anyway, tell me your thoughts on LeBron's comments about him not being concerned. He made it after game one, but he but he, he kind of referenced game one and two about him not really being concerned. He goes, you know, we've been, I've been down 0-1, I've been down 0-2 before, I'm not really concerned. Tell me your thoughts. I, I wouldn't worry 0-1 because he has yeah. – that I can remember he's been down 0-1. The only reason why I know he's been down 0-2, that was in 2008, was because someone put that out there today. Yeah, they said that he, that he hasn't been down 0-2 in, I think, in, in 10 years. And I, I agree going down 0-1, you're feeling the team out. You're like, all right, this is you know what they're going to do, what they're going to try to do. But going down 0-2 um, and you're still – you're doing everything you can do and you're still still losing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, we, it's very well documented on this show. I'm a Braun lover. I just, man, I just don't know. Dude. I just don't know. I just don't know that he's doing all he can do. Corver had a pretty good first half. But they only gave him, they only played him like 11 minutes. I know. Or eight minutes you or something know, like that. He's, you know, he's been in the league 15 years. Maybe, you know, now's not the time to rest him. You got to play him. No, he's got experience. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how this bodes for for the Cavaliers and right. on. So, next question: How good is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Terry Rozier now, and how good are they going to be? <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, that, everyone's saying that, and I kind of agree. You can you can get rid of Hayward and Kyrie and get bring in somebody else, a two for one. Like maybe like if they if they get a big center, um, because they're doing all this without them. I think Tatum has the best career, followed by Rozier. Then Brown. That's oh, really? just personal. Yeah, I think Tatum. I think Rozier. I think 
I agree with Tatum. And, right. I, and I said that last week. And legitimately, I think Jason Tatum is going to be the best Duke player, not graduate because he left after a year, <laughs> best Duke player to play in the NBA in a long, 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 long time. And I think Jalen Brown is going to be next. I mean, yeah. R- Rozier's good. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen with Rozier next year. Right. When Kyrie comes by. Yeah, you don't know that Rozier won't turn into Derek Collinson, who had yeah. a great, great time great, yeah. at the Clippers, yeah. and then just mediocre now. So, so yeah, that that that's and uh, if I, I heard something today coming home that um, Boston has potential two or three first, either two or three first round draft picks next year Oof. through via trades and through, right. through various things. I mean, this is kind of scary. They're going to be good for a really long time. Yes. The sad part of that is, is that. Brad Stevens is going to be watching that from Chapel Hill. <laughs> but, but anyway, Boston's going to be good for a, a, a really long time. So. I agree. Anyway, let's move on. Um, also last night, the NBA, the NBA draft, uh, the NBA draft had its, well, the NBA had its lottery show for the draft. The draft order is now set. Uh, and literally by the time the show went off, the, the first kind of mock drafts were, were, you know, were released. So, there's a little there's a there's been a little bit of positioning here. So Phoenix kept the number you know, they had the best odds and they've gotten the number one draft pick. It is predicted that they're gonna draft the Luca Donica kid. They better not from Slovenia. Well let me tell you why. So you know who they hired three weeks ago as their head coach? They hired an assistant coach. I don't know if he was with San Antonio or he was he was assistant coach somewhere. Mm-hmm. Their new head coach is a guy named Igor Kokos Loki or something like that. Right. His last whatever. name ends with a V. Okay. <laughs> okay. But the 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 importance of this is he's Phoenix's new head coach. Last year he coached the Slovenian national team, which Donick was a member of, and they won some sort of European championship last year. I don't care. I'm just saying. Everyone now is saying potentially. I will tell you this interesting. Before the dra- before the lottery pick. And even after the mock draft, the top five players are the same. They're just in different order. Right. Donica, uh, DeAndre Aitian, or Aiton, Marvin Bagley the third, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Mohamed Baba from Texas. Texas. Yeah. Those those five are consensusly the top five picks. So let's go down. So so Sacramento has a second pick. It's saying they're going to now draft DeAndre Aitian, which if you know who knows, he he's from Arizona. I'm like you. You go with the big man. Yeah. I mean, every, almost every single team, the first, what, six, seven, yeah. eight? Well, well, you get down to Trey Young. Uh, at, they can at, all use big man. Yeah, they can, they all, can use, all use them. Yeah. yeah. So I would be surprised, too. Atlanta, at the third pick, they have them uh, potentially drafted Marvin Bagley the third. Memphis, Jared Jackson Jr. from Michigan State. Dallas, of course, drafting uh, Bamba from Texas. Orlando drafting Trey Young. I don't like it. I don't like it either, but that's me. Chicago, Mikael Bridges from Michigan State. Cleveland, who has the number eight pick, either Michael Porter Jr. from Missouri or Colin Sexton from Alabama. I don't like any of these. Two offensive – well, both those dudes are offensive-minded. Originally, in the original draft before – the mock, before this mock draft, before the uh, lottery was picked was selected, it actually had Trey Young fall into Cleveland, and that really intrigued me. That really intrigued me, a scoring shooting guard or a shooting point guard 
Well, I'll get to the question in a second. Okay. Uh, number nine, the New York Knicks, Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke. So, does anything in out of that stand out to you? I'm not taking Jaron Jackson. Ten points per game, five rebounds per game. Yep. I agree. That's not. I mean, that's not anything impressive. So, if you need if you need a real center, I'm taking DeAndre. He 20 points per game, 11 rebounds. A little bit better than Marvin Bagley. I think Marvin Bagley is like a a four or five guy that can just – he's just a pure athlete. You know why um, they say Bagley's dropped to third, to third to three? Why? His potential weakness on defense. Well, yeah, because he played zone. We talked about yes. how many we, – this is – Weeks I, ago. I don't know if you know this or not, but fans, listeners, this is an anniversary for us. This is our 10th anniversary. This is our 10th show. Oh, nice. So, yeah, 10th show, man. So, literally in the first three or four shows when, when the March Madness was going on and I and I, we, we were slamming Duke, we mentioned Duke's, Duke's, Duke playing a zone defense and not play, and, and, and now – Coach knows his lack of teaching his guys to play man-to-man defense is coming back, and it's hurting Marvin Bagley the third. Okay, it's hurting him in maybe a spot or two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, going one like two, you know, dropping drop to you know three. But they say the difference between him and Aiton, Aiton or however you pronounce his name, DeAndre, is DeAndre plays defense. Yeah, he plays center. Center. He's yeah. a center. Yeah. Um, I don't. I like. I'd rather have Titus Battle from Syracuse, or unfortunately Gary Trent, or Gary Trent Jr. from Duke over Titus or uh, Trey Young. I would. Oh, really? Yeah. Those, he's tiny. Yeah, he's small, but he's, um, but he's a shooter, man, and he's a scorer. Remember that drill we saw on YouTube? With I know. Him? Back and forth. I got my kids doing that. That's that, I stole that's, it. that's awesome. Real go, guys. If you don't, guys and girls, if you listen to this show and you haven't seen what we're talking about, go go out to YouTube and try Trey Young shooting drill. Well, he just. Shoots twenty shots a game and averages twenty seven points a game. Yeah, that's I'm, not a very good average. That's that's <laughs> that's that's uh, Allen Iverson type. Thirty six from three, thirty six percent. Yeah, that's Allen Iverson type numbers or potentially Kobe Bryant. Anyway, yeah. so the thing that stood out to me is Michigan State had two in the top seven and Duke had two in the top nine and neither could win an NCAA championship. <laughs> is that under coaching, underperforming? I don't know. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. The other thing is um, in the mock draft I saw first or second rounds. Bitch boy Grayson Allen wasn't listed in the first or second rounds, but yet he gets an invite to the draft combine, which starts today. Which started today. It started today. Yeah, May sixteenth okay. through the twentieth. He gets a he gets an invitation, but yet Joel Berry and Theo Pinson do not. No, Pinson got one. Oh, did Pinson? Pinson one? got one. Berry did not get one. Oh wow, which makes me sick. But yeah, whatever. I, I don't quite get that. So obviously, you didn't. You said you didn't like the the potential draft that Cleveland. I do like take. Sexton from Alabama. So I do. What, so do you think? Sexton going to Cleveland. Sexton from Alabama going to Cleveland is enough to keep LeBron in Cleveland. LeBron's already cashed out. He's got two more games and he's gone. Okay. So where is he going to go? Well, don't answer that question. Don't answer. Okay. Don't okay. answer because <laughs> because I've got a question in rapid fire that's going to address this. Okay. Last part of NBA. The Raptors fired Dwayne Casey this week. That's tough. Literally, the, was it the day after he got named? I think like coach, three hours after Coach of the Year. Yeah. I mean, it was. Crazy. Best season in franchise history. Best record in the Eastern Conference. Granted, they got swept 0-4 by Cleveland and LeBron. But what does what does Casey have in common with Doc Rivers, Tom Thibodeau, Frank Vogel, and Mike Boondeholzer, who was the Atlanta coach? What do they have in common? Yeah. What? They all were lost to LeBron-led team. I mean, those these are I mean, Doc Rivers is considered a great coach. I don't agree with it, but a lot of people consider him a really good coach. Mm-hmm. Tom Thibodeau is considered, you know, a great defensive-minded coach. 
Frank Vogel and the other guy. I mean, you know, but the point being is if every coach who lost the series to LeBron James was fired, Ooh. there wouldn't be a lot of coaches in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> and coupled with the fact that they had their best season in franchise history with no one seed and had the best, you know, had the best record in the NBA. I mean, Lowry and uh, DeRozan. DeRozan, they didn't show up, man. And and the East is weak. Is that is that Dwayne Casey's fault that those guys didn't show up to play? No. I mean, you know, you can only motivate so much. I do. I I do like that he benched DeRozan. Charles Barkley is so upset about it. Like, you got to come out and publicly apologize for benching him. I'm like, no, you don't. I agree. If he's playing bad, put him on the bench. If put he's moping around because he's not hitting his shots, put him on the bench. Whatever. I mean, whatever you got to do yeah. to night or light the fire. But I guess obviously that didn't work. That didn't work. All right, let's move on. Got some tidbits of other little things here. NFL reported yesterday that the Carolina Panthers' sale is close. $2.2 billion, $2.2 billion to hedge fund manager David Tepper. Uh, if finalized this week, it can be voted on and approved next week in the NFL in, in, at the NFL meetings in, in Atlanta. Temper is currently a, has a minority share owner uh, of of the Steelers, so he would obviously have to sell know, yeah. to sell that. That'll net him a couple million bucks to put to, to put to, maybe that'll be like the down payment, the earnest money towards uh, he towards the uh, the uh, Panthers. It's it's I'm ninety nine percent sure this is done. He's, okay, so as of yesterday, it wasn't right, but today, so and so he's two point two million in real cash. Billion. Uh, yeah, billion. Sorry, I keep don't, forgetting. Don't use the word yeah. billion. Two point two billion in real cash. Oh wow, that's a yeah, lot he was, he was of money. Like, was it ten or thirteen billion? Was what, I was, was looking. I was looking it up. I think it was thirteen. Yeah. So, so the the significance of this was the last NFL team that was sold was the Buffalo Bills in two thousand and fourteen, and they went for one point one billion dollars. It's just going to keep growing. Two, yeah, but two times as much in four years. The reason because they don't have Luke or Cam. You think that's why? Nah. nah. <laughs> I mean, I've got a rapid-fire question addressing that. Don't worry. Okay. So, next, college basketball. NC State, big news. Big signing for the new, co- the new Coach K in the triangle, Coach Keats. He got a commitment uh, from transfer Sashi Killian Jones from, U- from the University of Kentucky. Uh, Killian Jones, who is a native of Chapel Hill, will have to sit out the coming season. They'll have two years of eligibility left. Uh, coming out of high school, he was considered one of the top prospects in the country. Tell me your thoughts on that, man. That's, uh, I mean, that's pretty big. Right. I, um, as we know, Carolina was pursuing them hardcore, and they just stopped abruptly. Yeah. Um, there must have been something. So I messaged the UNC basketball uh, Instagram yeah. to find out what was going on, and he told me – I don't know if it's he or she. I don't know who runs the account. Yeah. But um, they told me the rumor mill was that he didn't have the grades. Well, that's so funny you say that because I have a rapid-fire question that addresses that as we get to it. We have an extensive – listeners, we have an extended rapid-fire section uh, tonight. (laughs) Great. So, anyway, uh, that's funny that you mentioned that. And and this is – folks, this is totally not planned, what what Trevor just just said. And my rapid-fire question is going to – And I meant to screenshot and send that to you, but I'm glad I didn't, I guess. No, no, no. That's awesome that you did nice. Yeah, So. The world of sports. To me, this is the most monumental thing that's happened this week. The United States Supreme Court made a ruling opening up for full legalized sports betting from your home business or sports venue. You could be sitting at the game and bet on a game. 
So <clears throat> I haven't done too much research on it, but what do they say? Where it's like you can bet like, hey, I think LeBron scores twenty this quarter. Yeah, it's going to be totally wide open betting. It's going to be you know, it's 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 not only going to be on the on the games, the spreads on the games, right. and over and unders, but it'll be on what they call proposition betting. Who okay. who'll score the first basket? You know, like in the Super Bowl, they have right. the coin flip. Who's going to score the first point? They'll they're I mean, it's fully wide open to proposition betting. So this still has so the the, the Supreme Court has made this ruling. Individual states still have to pass legislation. Obviously, Nevada can continue and roll on, but what right. Nevada can do now is they can create websites that you and I, sitting here in North Carolina, that's my understanding, can partake in. Even though we live in North Carolina, we'll be able to bet. That is my understanding. Right. I hope that's my Because I know North Carolina is not going to pass oh, it. Oh, no. We're, no. <laughs> we were down. I looked at the list. We're down in, not, we're down in the not even considering it yet. So, uh, New Jersey... Uh, has made a lot of movement with it, and it's said that they could potentially be ready to roll out sports gambling, sports betting in two weeks by the NBA Finals. I'd love to see some of the bets, like what, you know, proposition betting, like yeah. who comes up with them, or can you just be like, hey, I'm betting this, they'll type in some odds. And no, go. no, no, so so most of the time the websites have, that they have the laid out proposition betting. Gotcha. And then you, you, they have, for those type things, you, it's it's a, what they call a, a money line in order to, when, if you bet a, you know, in order to win a dollar, you have to bet, you may have to bet um, a certain amount of money, like ten dollars. Okay, gotcha. So it's, it's kind of based on odds and stuff like gotcha. that. Gotcha. So okay. Delaware is also next in line because Delaware, I didn't know this, but they already have parlay betting on NFL games on their state lottery. Parlays are three game parlays where where you pick three team three three teams. And it's so it's a lot harder. Gotcha. You got to pick all three teams against the spread or whatever. Oof. So, um, will you partake in the online gambling if made available? Uh, I don't know enough about it. I'm, I'm asking you questions yeah. about. Yeah. So, so it's, it's not looking good for me. I will totally be taking. Away, so <laughs> yeah, I'm dude, sure you I will. Love it. I love it. I love it. I, love I can it. give in you fact, my insights. But in fact, probably during the fall, <laughs> listeners, just to let you know, during the fall, we're probably going to roll out, uh, do some kind of spread thing we may have some guest guest pickers on here we're definitely going to have we received a lot of interest in us wanting to have a have a two men and a six pack fantasy football league so we're going to have uh, yeah so we're going to you and i and we'll pick another eight folks and we'll have that and then we'll potentially do some picking of some uh, football games and keep up with it against the spread that'd be fun so anyway all right let's move on this week studs and duds tell me who your stud of the week is marcus smart Stepping up, yeah. for, stepping up to J.R. Smith, that was good. And, and yeah, he played, he played a great, he played a great game past, about, past about, two games. Are you, are you, I mean, he played great. But are you talking about what he said last night after uh, Smith pushed, um, pushed uh, Horford? So, so J.R. being a dirty player. Yeah, and he, he's done it before. Done it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So him standing up for his teammate and playing a great game, and he didn't. He didn't swing at him. He just stood in his face like, "Hey, you're not going to do that." You know, his mom's got cancer, right? They said on Marcus the, Smart. His mom was diagnosed with cancer, and she started her chemo. I want to say it may have been the day before Game One of this series. Did it's been not in the last, know yeah, that. It's been this postseason, um, and, and, and yeah, she was diagnosed with cancer. I don't re- I don't recall what type of type of cancer, but you know that's got to weigh a lot on it. You know on the, on the kid's mind. Obviously, that'll, that'll make you dig deep um, for some real motivation. To, yeah, so, to work. Uh, yeah, he is a stud. So my stud of the week, it's a fun stud of the week. Huddleston, Field, Huddle. Let's see if I can pronounce it. Huddlerson Field, as I say it, Town Football Club. They are a member of the Premier League, Premier League uh, Soccer League over in England. 
So they tied Chelsea 1-1 to in the Premier League game last week. So what that tie did, normally, you know, you think about people getting a tie, why would you celebrate? Right. But what that tie did, it gave them one point in the league standings, and it ensured that they wouldn't be relegated or dropped down to the second division. So if they would have not gotten a point, there was a very good chance that bottom three in each division each year drop down to the lower division right. and the top three below them go up. So there's, yeah, always, yeah. so there's always movement. So by them tying Chelsea – who is who has predominantly been one of the top two, one, two, three, four, five teams in the Premier League? They ensured themselves to stay up. And before the season started, there was there there was a sixty percent chance that they were going to get relegated. So it was a I mean it's a pretty big deal. Well, it's a bunch of you get to keep your money. Yeah, sponsors, all kinds of stuff. So, but that's not why they're my studs. So manager David Wagner, on the urging of his players, canceled their airline flight back home and rented a bus for the 200-mile trek home so they could party and drink. And just celebrate. And just celebrate for 200 miles on the way home. Well, because he's probably going to keep his job. He's going to keep his job. Yeah, so he don't care. He That's didn't awesome. care. He was going to give He said that they had – he said basically I think their next game was like five days later or four days later. He goes, they got 48 hours to do whatever they want. So he rented a bus <laughs> and they had – they were, they were seeing, seeing – their fans were there, and it was they were seen toting cases of beer down the tunnel, going to the locker room to celebrate. Yeah, they're all getting uh, pay raises. Exactly, I think that. So they're my studs, either the Wagner or the football club. That's pretty cool. Though. Yeah, it's really cool. So, okay, who's your dud? Um, I went back and forth, but I'm just going to go with Houston's defense. The last they played okay, obviously during the whole during the whole game the other night. And if I'm comparing them to the Warriors. That Warriors helps defense is so good. I can't really make that comparison. But at one point, I don't know how you do this, but they left Clay Thompson wide open. And when I say wide open, I mean he got the ball. I swear he looked at the crowd, took Look one the, dribble, the laces on the ball, took took a nacho from one of the kids, ate it, then shot it, and then switched to three. And everyone, the Warrior or the Warriors, Houston, the Rockets are just staring at him. Okay. This is a note note to Houston. You cannot leave Clay Thompson nor Steph Curry. For the most part, really, Kevin Durant open like that. Yeah, or sometimes Draymond, he can shoot it. Yeah, I don't like him. He can still shoot it sometimes. Shoot, yeah. You can't leave any of them you open. Can't leave, I mean, if you're playing in the NBA and you have time to lace to to, to, to uh, rotate the ball and kind of get it and look at the laces on the ball there was, or, or the seams on the ball. There was no one 10 feet from him. Yeah, that's that's horrible. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. James Harden's fault. My dud of the week. Who do you think it is? Draymond Green. I can't stand him. <laughs> he's a punk. He's a thug, crybaby, whatever you want to call him. He's a six-year veteran. I, I did some. I, I did some research. Six-year veteran. In those, in six years, he's had sixty-two technicals during the regular season. Wow. So that's, ten, that's ten a year. You say okay. Well, ten a year. Well, the problem with that is it's increased dramatically every year. First year he had two. Second year six. Third year eleven. Fourth year, 13. Fifth year, 15. And this year, 15. And you say, oh, well, this year and last year, he, he had 15. Well, you know why he probably didn't get the 16th one? Because on your 16th technical during the regular season, you get suspended for one game. He has gone the last two years and gotten the maximum number of technicals during the regular season that you can get and then not gotten – actually, I think he got one. If I, I was reading – when I was researching this, I think he got actually got one this in, in a game, but they but the NBA overturned it or something. I'm, I might be totally wrong on that. Hmm. 
He's a punk, man. He's a, I just don't yeah. – There, you made the comment earlier. There's a difference of playing hard right. and playing rough and being a punk. Like Rick Mahorn from the – I don't know if you were born. It was when Jordan was – On the Pistons? Yeah, the Pistons. Yeah, bad boys. And Bill, Bill Ambeer. They pushed it. They they played they people called them dirty. And you know, I kinda can kinda see them playing dirty a little bit, but they they, they just played hard. Right. Draymond Green plays hard sometimes, but then he just man, he just does punk things like throwing the bow to Yeah, to, kicking I mean, Steven Adams I mean, and you know, I just have like, no He's gotta find like you said, Rick Mahorn going a hard foul on Jordan, literally going for the ball but also taking him out is different than elbowing someone when the ball's not even in play. Yeah. That would be a basketball play. Right. What he did was in between. It wasn't a dead ball, but it was in, it was in, it was a change of possession. Right. I just so that I mean that annoys me when someone fouls someone as as they're going to the basket and still lets them make it, even though they know they're going to foul them. Like if you're going to foul them, foul. just foul them yeah. so they can't score. Grab their arm. Do whatever you got to do. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. All right, we're going to move on. Rapid fire. All right, here we go. And I'm going to take your sheet from you, so you're not going to look. I didn't analyze them. Yeah, good. Uh, the first part of this segment is going to be a tribute to the Supreme Court and, and their decision about sports gambling. Okay. So, the over and under on this is three. So, what I mean is either more more than three or less than three. Okay, I'm probably going to be pretty bad at this. The number of times out of 20 you could make contact with a Nolan Ryan or any 98-mile-per-hour fastball. Under three. Th- over three or under three? <laughs> under three. Under three, yeah. Under more, <laughs> if there's more. Under one? Yeah. You probably zero for 20. Yeah, oh, 100%. Okay. Over and under, the number is two. The number of times you would catch a nap during a four-hour and 45-minute baseball game. 100% two. So it would be at least two times. Oh, more than that. Okay, so over. Over two. So it's over two. Four hours, I could take four naps. Okay, yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. Keeping on with the sports sports thing, sports gambling thing, against the spread tonight, Houston's favored by one and a half points. Do they cover, Do they win by? Are you one serious? And a half? Yes, Houston. Oh, you're going to be shocked by the next one. Houston is favored by one and a half points tonight. Do they cover that spread, which means they win by two points or more, or do they not cover their spread? It means they can still win by one point, uh-huh. but they wouldn't cover that one and a half point spread. They don't win. So you're saying there that Golden State is going to cover the spread tonight. Golden State is going to cover, cover the spread. The, yeah, Golden State's plus one and a half. Okay, so then, gonna, yeah. So even if Golden State loses, but they may lose, they're going to lose by one point. That's confusing, but yeah, I yeah. get it. I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying now. Okay. I'd have to. Now, this one's going to really shock you. Saturday night, Cleveland is favored by six and a half. Because they're at home? Because they're at home. Cleveland is favored by six and a half. Does Cleveland win by seven points or more, or does Boston? There's no way. I, I, I saw Who this. Who comes up with this stuff? Vegas? Las Vegas, man. Crazy. I, I, just, I mean, and just to let you know, last night, Boston was favored by one. So that is legitimately a seven-point, almost an eight-point swing in home in home court advantage. So they're saying that Cleveland being at home, maybe it's a must-win for them. They you know got their backs against the wall, right? But last night, Boston was favored by one point last night, and now Saturday, Cleveland's going to be favored by six and a half. I agree with you. I I think Cleveland will win to Saturday night, but I think it's going to be close. I don't know anymore. Now that they got two on them, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They could throw in the towel. As long as Brad Steven puts a foot on the gas, it'll be all right. Yeah. Okay. Over and under, the number is three. So either more than three or less than three. The number of technical fouls Draymond Green will get will be assessed during the Western Conference Finals. He already has one. Will he get more than three 
or less than three? I think he gets less than three. Because you think they're going to sweep him? I'm, I think he's just worried about getting thrown out, getting too many technicals. I think he's going to chill out a little bit. Okay. I know Steve Kerr snip, snipped at him. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Like pretty much like, what the heck are you doing? Like, Are you crazy? Yeah, are you stupid? Relax. That's an interesting one. I'm, I might disagree with you. I just don't let it. I, you don't think you can keep composure? No, I don't like him. So anyway. <laughs> okay, I want you to assign, okay, assign a percentage to the following as to where you think LeBron will play next year. These don't have to equal 100%. So just, you can just throw out a number. Yeah, I need a calculator. The Lakers. Um, On a scale, let's see. I, I, I said percentage. I think he's going two places, so. Okay, you tell me the two places. I think he's either going to the Lakers okay. or the 76ers. Okay, so I've got Lakers and others. So out of that, what's the percentage chance he's going to go to the Lakers? I'd say about 40%. I really think he's going to the Sixers. And then the Sixers. 60%. Mm-hmm. So, you, really, so you think the Knicks, the Rockets, or the Cavaliers or any other team has no shot? I don't think the Cavaliers have a shot, period. But I don't think – I just really think he's either going to go to L.A. and just – How good How good would he be with the Sixers if he went to the I know because I really think they're going to get Kawhi. That's what they're talking about now. They're talking about getting Kawhi They're talking about LeBron. having to give up so much. But I, I think LeBron might finally take a pay cut for the first time in his life. Oh, he does. I mean, he makes more money with Nike. And that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I mean just take a care. little bit less money. I know he's, I know he's, money is not the issue. But if you take less money, you can bring more people in. Guess oh, who, exactly. You know who did that? Kevin Durant. Yeah, Re- yeah. Reworked his contract. Yeah. Winner. I'm not a really Kevin. I'm not a big Kevin Durant fan, but he did do that. I right, mean, he I, did I, it. Yeah, he did that. I don't think Kevin Durant. He's he's become more of a complete player over the last three or four years. Kevin Durant used to play no defense and used to not rebound, and he's and he started to do. He started in the last three or four years. He started to do that. Six foot eleven helps. Yeah, being six foot eleven, but being 112 pounds doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't help. All right, moving on because this is rap, rapid fire. Uh, true faults. Boston's success thus far in the playoff. Dampens the Kyrie experiment with the Celtics. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, I guess we'll see how Rozier does. Like you said earlier, when he when Kyrie comes back, but I don't know if this proves that if they win, if they somehow win they, it all. What if they won the NBA championship without Kyrie do and you, Gordon Haywood? Do you trade them for draft picks, or you trade them for? I mean, I, what legitimately do they? Legitimately, they might need another. They need a real center. They need a potential big. Yeah, that, Horford is a. He's a, he's a four. That's yeah. what yeah, I was saying yeah. last night. But yeah, I think they get rid of him if they win at all. I agree. True or false? Brad Stevens is currently the best coach in the NBA. Uh, yes, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. True between him and Pop. Okay, true. Okay, true or false? I'm not one to start rumors, but there are rumors that at the end of the NBA season, Carolina will fire Roy Williams and hire <laughs> Brad Stevens. This is false. Is that, okay, that's false. Okay. True or false? Coach Nose and Duke underachieved this past season considering their heralded freshman class and potential two top nine draft picks. True or false? True. True. They they lost Bagley, Duvall, Trent Jr., Wendell Carter. And, and Grayson we, Allen. Grayson Allen, and they lost somebody else. Um, that he was, he was in the mock draft. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But I they lost – but Carter – and Bagley are going to be top ten picks. Yeah, and you still don't make it. Don't make it to the national championship game. They didn't make it to the final four either, did they? No, they no. Didn't. Okay, anyway, okay, we'll move on. Rapid fire. I forgot. Over and under four. The number is four. Okay. The number of top ten NBA draft picks 
that Coach knows and Duke need in order to win another national championship. So do they need at least four top ten draft picks to, to potentially win it, to win a, a national championship? It sounds like they need at least four. They now. need more than two, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I agree with. You. I, I think it's over. Four. Over. Okay. True or false? It has been reported that Sasha Keelan Jones is leaving Kentucky because of the tough academic standards and that he needed to attend a school more like a community college. True or false? <laughs> it sounds like it's true. Wow. <laughs> really set that one up. Are you really – you you put it on a tee for me oh, on that that's one, awesome. I mean, that's so funny. We had, Folks, we did not discuss this. Earlier on, we talked about that. We did not discuss this, and that that is great. All right, this one's kind of dampened the spirits because you're not as big a fan of him as I am, but true or false, Trey Young is the best shooter in, in the draft. Best shooter in the draft. I mean, I told you twenty shots per game. I know. Okay. I mean, I don't think he's the best. I think I don't know. I'm still taking Gary Trent because okay. he's be- he's more physically ready to play the game, okay. in my opinion. True or false? Do you think you're a better shooter than me? Yes. True. One hundred percent. Okay. Over oh. four. Whatever. <laughs> over and under the no- over and under. Now the number is three. The number of letters the winner of a game of horse between me and you would have at the end of the game. So. I'm, you would have H-O-R-S-E, mm-hmm. or I would have H-O-R-S-E, but the winner would have more than three letters or less than three letters. I feel like it would be more. So you're saying it would be a close game between me yeah, and Yeah, it would be close. i still win. You didn't ask me if it would be a close game. Oh, okay. okay. So you think you would still take me? Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, we'll agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> True or false? After this podcast, you and I are moving to New York City to become hedge fund ma- managers. <laughs> hedge fund managers? Yeah. I'm thinking about it. David Tepper. That's not a bad idea. Thirteen million bucks. I was and I asked Bobby the more. I'm like, what? Like, what is that? He said he just invests. Yeah, he invests money. Yeah, I'm like, well, so do I. I got a couple of bitcoins here and there, but so do you want to move to New York after this and become a hedge fund manager? If after there's day? a if there's an opening, okay. Yeah, we can. It's a pretty high stress job, but anyway, okay. For true, two, <laughs> yeah, I can handle it. Two point two billion. Yeah, me too. True or false? The Panthers are selling for two times as much as the Bills because let's face it. Nobody wants to leave or own anything in Buffalo. The Bills Mafia, they got crazy fans, but you're right. It's too cold. Yeah, why would you want – I mean – Half half the Panthers are there, though, now pretty much. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah the ex-defensive coach, yeah, but the coordinator. But like Buffalo, six players. Buffalo, Carolina, Buffalo, Charlotte. I mean, listen, yeah, I mean – I'm sticking, I'm sticking I, it out in Charlotte. Me too. True or false? Legalized sports betting is going to be huge. True. True. Okay. Over and under 10 weeks. The number is 10 weeks. If you gambled the number of weeks during the NFL season that you would be betting on games, so would you? there's 18 weeks in the NFL season counting uh-huh. the buys and stuff like that, would you bet more than 10 weeks out of the 18 weeks or season or less than 10 weeks? I think I would let the first couple weeks play out mm-hmm. and just see who's doing what, and then I would use – I could – So, you, so you're saying over 10 weeks. So you would bet over 10 weeks. Uh, I'd probably go right at ten. 10 weeks. So I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, so I can fill everyone out. Okay, over. Okay, this one is over and under three weeks. The number of weeks during the NFL season that at the end of the weekend you were a winner, and I mean Ooh. winner, winner, chicken dinner. So, would you have more winning, more than three winning weekends, or less than three, or less than three winning weekends betting on on NFL football? I don't know. I put a lot of. Uh, confidence in my fancy players and a lot of times they don't turn out so I, th- I don't know if I'd be very good okay. at it true or false David Wagner the Huddleston field manager is the coolest manager you know that's pretty cool 
I mean, that, that's a, he can call it a team building exercise. Yeah, it's a true. True. True false. Draymond Green is currently the dirtiest NBA player you know. True. Hate it for him, but he's doing it to himself. True or false. Grayson Allen is the biggest bitch boy you know. True. True. Me too. That's it for tonight, folks. We'll be back actually in a couple of days on Sunday night. Hopefully, we'll be going back Facebook live in it. Uh, Nicholas Kraft uh, hopefully will be here and he'll be Facebook live in this. Uh, and we're going to have a special guest on Sunday night. We're going to have former head coach. I know you're excited about I this. I got tons of questions. You need to block out at least 15 minutes for me. Okay. With I'm a, questions I'm a, well, for Well, I'm going to let you take over. Yeah, I'm going to have so, to. Former, yeah, former head coach of the Lejeune High School and Jacksonville High School, Doug Ernie, winner of over winner of 476 games in his 28-year career, uh, history, uh, career. Quite a few over me. Really? Yeah, that's why I got a lot of questions. Oh, okay. Well, he's going to be our guest Sunday night. He's just recently announced that he's stepping down as head coach. He's going to remain on the staff of Jackson High School as assistant coach, but um, he's stepping down as head coach. So we're going to have Doug on Sunday night. Uh, if you're listening to this and you listen to this in the next couple of days before Sunday night, we'll put something on Facebook Live about it as well. But if you have any questions for Doug, shoot us some some questions, and we'll try to work them in amongst the myriad of questions that Trevor's going to have for him. Got a lot. Uh, like why they went boxing one on Trevor. Uh, and stuff like shut that. Shut me down. And, yeah, and shut him down. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night.